I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the Power Platform Show. Thanks for joining me today. I hope today's guest inspires and educates you on the possibilities of the Microsoft Power Platform. Now, let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from Madrid in Spain. He's the product owner of Agile XRM. You can find him on Twitter at mdecody. Welcome to the show, Masood Decody. Hi, hi. How are you, Mark? Good. Good to have you on. Thank you very much. It's great to be on the show. And, you know, you're a key sponsor of the show. And so I really want to take some time to understand the ISV solution you have in our market and and what it means and really unpack it. You know, I first met you from memory about 10 years ago. It must have been at a conference. Yeah, in, um, that's right. Was Atlanta, it? was it? Yeah, Atlanta. I think it was a conference in Atlanta. Yeah. And the company I was working for at the time was very interested in business process optimization and business process management. And we were doing a lot of work in that area of consulting. And so, of course, yours was the only product that that I could see on the market that was native to Dynamics and, you know, built with just Microsoft customers in mind. And so really, that was the start of, you know, our connection and, and, uh, you know, over the years, seeing your, your team and your product grow. But before we get started, I always like to find out what you people do when they are not working. So what do, what do you do for food, family, and fun in Madrid, Spain? So people do other things than other things than work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, I still, no, 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 me too. I, I used to work quite a lot, too much, in fact. But that was many years ago. Then um, when I found out that it affects your personal life mm-hmm. i decided to put a, a you know balance there and uh, since then i'm actually much happier nice anyway i um, my uh, background i'm a immigrant uh, twice mm-hmm. uh, so i started my life in in iran where i was born mm. then my parents migrated to the uk uh, so i was there 16 years in the uk educated and went through university and everything and worked a few years there and then moved to spain mm-hmm. so i'm sort of divided between three countries and three cultures wow um, which is uh it's good because you you learn from each culture the good things and the bad things and uh, you pick the best parts obviously yeah now i live quite a few years now in spain so my family is spanish and mm-hmm. uh, got a daughter and a son already grown up and you know i actually came to spain because i met my current now wife uh, at that time like many years ago so i moved here for this reason and I'm actually quite happy because actually the, the weather is much better than the UK, so <laughs> that's uh, that's a plus. Anyway, um, after after setting set, settling down here, I was working in the IBM UK, and then I moved to uh, IBM Spain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that you're a, you have some things to do with IBM as well. Yes, right? yes, yes. <laughs> <I've heard>. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm an ex IBMer. Mm-hmm. Then after that, a few years, uh, moved out of IBM and from the scientific center in uh, in Madrid. And then moved to Lucent Technologies, uh, which is an American company now. Alcatel mm-hmm. acquired mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. 
And then when they acquired them, I actually left uh, and went to Siebel. Siebel, uh, at that time, were the number one uh, CRM provider, software provider. And then Oracle purchased them, so I left. I, I don't like companies when they purchase, <laughs> acquire other companies, the culture changes. And the, Although Siebel told me a lot of things, first thing, you know, my first contact with CRM, and, but it, it was a... Uh, it was a huge product, very complex to implement. Uh, you know, projects were like 100, 200 people wow. <laughs> to implement the CRM. It's like huge. And the company culture actually was uh, very uh, aggressive. Uh, I was doing like 68 hours average per week. Uh, it was like no, no other life, just, just work. And I left because a, a heart surgeon told me either you change your job or you die. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was good enough for me to, to actually say, okay, that's it. So then I set up with some other people uh, a company to implement civil projects in, you know, uh, top Fortune 500 companies. Uh, and that went uh, quite well in a few years. And then after that, I had enough uh, resources to actually start my own company uh, with co-founding it with my, my partner, which is the current one. Back in 2006, a few years have gone by since then. And that's where we developed you know, our current product, uh, but not from day one. It sort of grew. <laughs> so um, at what point did you, did you cross paths in with Microsoft and, and, and you know, Dynamics CRM, as it was called back in the day? Well, that was sort of by chance. Um, <clears throat> when we set up our company, we had a, like a, a BPM engine was generic BPM engine. The engine was done in .NET, so that was the, let's say, connection to Microsoft. But we had no connection to CRM at that time. And then one day, right at the you know first three months we were set up in in Spain, we got a call and we got invited to a public tender to the you know, highest Spanish court uh, for a public tender. And we said, how did they find us? And they said from your website. And they're inviting all BPM providers to a public tender. They wanted to make sure. Everybody has the right, you know, same chance. You know, we entered this uh, public tender thing. Everybody was there. We were uh, vendor number 26. <laughs> so it was 25 wow. other competitors. Wow. Everybody mm-hmm. who was anybody at that time was there. The problem is we were the last one. So we're, we're, they gave us a slot to do our one-hour demo, and that slot was 4 p.m. on a Friday. And all week, they've been watching people present. Wow. Imagine the, mm. the atmosphere when you arrived there. They were just fed up watching mm-hmm. people doing mm-hmm. PowerPoints. So we arrived there. They, they, you know, they, they sort of warned us, we have 60 minutes, not 61 minutes. So they want to go home. <laughs> it's Friday afternoon. <laughs> and uh, when we showed what we had, we didn't do our standard demo. What, we picked up one of the main processes that this, uh, uh, this court uh, uses, uh, it's written in, in law, and we modeled it in a process. And we modeled it and we presented it the same, you know, that something that they recognize and everything. And we actually, you know, it blew their mind. Um, to cut the story short, we got through the second uh, stage two and stage three, and then we were in the last seven with huge companies at that time. Uh, I don't want to name them because they lost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh, they, they put all of us in the same room or the same meeting and they gave us a 50-page document with like 230 functional points that we had to prove that we can cover. We, you know, we had two weeks to do it, to, to do a POC, all of us. 
And uh, we, you know, we looked at the document and we only covered half the stuff. The other half, CRM would cover. Like they needed all the stuff that CRM was doing. Mm-hmm. So it just something clicked. It said, okay, if we combine in these two weeks uh, in the POC, both CRM and uh, the BPM engine, we can cover this functionality, which is exactly what happened. We covered everything. We covered every single functional point and we won to the surprise of absolutely anybody else because nobody had heard of us. In fact, they would ask, who are you? Um, and that put us on the map. Um, the product wasn't born at that time because it was a project. We had to actually then implement this because, uh, you know, POC, obviously, it's all uh, done quickly and it's not uh, good enough. But then in the next you know, year and a half, we actually you know, integrated the two technologies together and, you know, we saw that we can actually product, you know, productize this, you know, make it a product. And the next few years were actually, you know, creating with uh, a product out of it. That CRM was CRM 3.0. So we're talking a, wow. quite a while back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when CRM 4 came mm-hmm. in 2011, et cetera, so, you know, the rest of the story, everybody knows. And the name was XRM because, you know, the concept of XRM came up. Mm-hmm. And we said, okay, we, what name do we give it? Uh, Agile was for because... You very quickly you could create things, so mm-hmm. Agile mm-hmm. plus XRM. And then Microsoft changed the names 20 times instead. <laughs> but we stuck with XRM. Good, good. Uh, just like XRM toolbox. So mm-hmm. You can't change the XRM part. And so, you know, that's, uh, that's how th- this thing started. This is amazing. This is amazing, that depth and what you're able to do. And, and that's what I like. I, love, I like that the tool is so visual in how you can lay out. Just phenomenal. Tell me a bit about, you know, what are the common use cases you are seeing now? Now, you know, you're obviously from that point, you built a company around it and you productize what you have. And that product's been in, in market now over 10 years. Tell me about the, the typical workloads, or actually, let's start with the type of organizations that acquire your product. You know, I work in the Australian market. I know one of the top four banks have implemented uh, Agile XRM allow around a lot of their, and, and they're using um, Power Automate as well, which is interesting, right? So the, the two obviously mm-hmm. play well together. And yeah. I noticed that, you know, you mentioned there are courts, you know, which are, are often, you know, have, you know, very detailed processes, as you say, that are written in law. A bank is very similar. They have compliance rules that are written in law. If they're not compliant, the bank will get sanctioned. Tell me, exactly. yeah. Tell me about the the type of organizations that you typically find have the requirement for a, a business process management tool. Typically, well, the answer actually to that question is, you know, which companies can use, let's say, Dynamics or Power, you know, Automate, uh, Power Power Platform, mm-hmm. you know, Dataverse, etc. Mm-hmm. It's everyone. Everybody, uh, you know, has some use of it. Now, the depth of use, the depth of complexity. Is where you know I think where we come in because the out of the box uh, components of the Power Platform or you know Power Automate, uh, you know Power BI, uh, Virtual Agent, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, Dataverse, they, they they give you enough uh, tools to create many many types of applications. But the the moment those uh, requirements are more complex, uh, the moment you know the users ask for things that you know you hadn't thought about. You start over customizing your platform. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then when you get to trouble. Now with Agile XRM actually avoids all of that. So with Agile XRM, we work hand in hand with Power Automate, for instance, because Power Automate, what we call system automation. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's bits of 
workflow that you know automation that you do between apps and services you automate mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, these are system automation but the business process end-to-end business process is more than just bits of automation it's in between there are human tasks decisions all sorts of you know, information that has to be shown to users to take decisions on those and there's a lot of back and forth workflow by definition is all forward mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, next 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 with some branching, mm-hmm. but business processes, they go back and forth. Sometimes you go back to step two in the process mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. that's how your business process is. Now, the freedom of drawing your arrows in, from any box to any other box mm-hmm. anywhere in the process is what you know BPM uh, allows you to do, our BPM at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and also there's the M in the BPM, that's management. So you know, once you've done your, let's say, automation, you kick it off. What happens if in the middle... And I'm assuming that, you know, sometimes uh, the process should, uh, you know, like in a court of law, it could take years mm-hmm, to complete. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, can it handle years of, you know, being up and running? Mm-hmm. Uh, for, that's the first thing. And if it does, what if in the middle things change? Sometimes it change. And you have to be able to adapt that running process mm-hmm. to a new definition, mm-hmm, to a new mm-hmm. set of rules. So BPM has to allow the management of things that are already running, not just kick things off. Yeah. So, and, you know, hanging this, all this together, being able to present it to the users in an understandable way, that's what the power of, you know, our BPM at least comes. Because mm. uh, some BPM, there are many other BPM products in the, in the market, but none of them, you know, uh, are designed, first of all, for a power platform or, or, or dynamics. And secondly, they force the users or the companies to maintain two repositories of everything, mm-hmm. meaning your data structure, you have to use Dataverse plus theirs. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, task list. They have to have activities in CRM Dataverse. And then you have activities in their system. Mm-hmm. Or security. I have my own set of security stuff and uh, Dataverse has its own. What we've done, we've you know, unified this to just uh, Dataverse, is the, or, or, which is underneath Dynamics. Of course, also. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the unique and unified uh, repository of everything. So... It's, it's natural. It's just like a plugin component embed, embedded inside. And then you can show it to the users. And they have these management capabilities directly from inside. You don't go to another product. You don't go to another portal. You don't log in to anywhere else. Mm-hmm. It's all inside Dynamics. Wow, that's phenomenal. So I, I can see then, you know, when you talk about the management of a process, and, and I just think of banking, and you might go through a home loan application which is many branching steps. It involves many parties. And as you say, part of it's non-compliant. You might have to go back to another step in the process. Or even I think of loan automation, you know, the interest rate changes on a loan. So therefore, even though that loan might have another 5, 10, 15 years to run, it needs to be recalculated and go through a process again. But it's not like that you stop the automation and kick off a new automation. It has to stay in flight. So Adapt, adapt to it. So Obviously, it works well in banking. Obviously, it works well in in, in a courts um, uh, or a legal structure. Are, are you I seeing have... it in other government agencies? Well, government agencies and other places. Let me, I've got a few examples mm-hmm, of uh, mm-hmm. our current uh, main clients. There, there's, for instance, a Dutch utility company. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been a customer since 2015. They use it for the core order to delivery to cash processes. Okay which may be possible to do with other technologies mm-hmm. or out-of-the-box technologies. Mm-hmm. But it's the you know, making everything implicit. Your business processes become implicit. That's very important. So they're not, uh, they're, they're not implicit. They become explicit. Rather than it's underneath, somebody has coded 
what's going to happen mm-hmm, next. Mm-hmm. You see where you are in the process, and then you, you can actually take action if you want to change something. So make every, making everything explicit, so what you see is what you get type of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what you model, what you, the process you model, is what you see at runtime, and what you a- take action upon on runtime, mm-hmm. and all within, as I said, uh, dynamics or, or dataverse. So for instance, this Dash company, they, there are highest volume of executions or, you know, processes. They run 15 million processes per month. Wow. Okay. So we're talking uh, major numbers. Mm-hmm. Now, Agile XRM, when it was first created, didn't think about these kind of volumes, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were thinking of much smaller things, but we grew into this. So these companies started, you know, these clients started to ask for this kind of, uh, performance or and the product you know built up with real requirements with real use cases in you know real world scenarios so when you talked about the australian bank uh they, they're a recent customer they're like 18 months ago mm-hmm. and they, they actually you know manage uh what they call business functions many many hundreds of business functions with uh, with agile xrm mm-hmm. uh, we got another bank um they are the biggest Dynamics, one of the biggest Dynamics uh, 65s online customers in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're doing their phone banking processes, uh, uh, all integrated with their CTI, contact center, etc. Mm-hmm. We also, one of our most famous clients is a famous uh, Spanish football club, uh, mm-hmm. soccer mm-hmm. for, for mm-hmm. our American yes, friends. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, were one of the best players in the world used to play. Mm-hmm. And um, they handle, for instance, all the memberships uh, of, you know, all the members of the club. Uh, and, re- and soon they're opening it up to their website as a self-service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, our product allows you to uh, expand and, you know, extend the use of the product to external users, even anonymous users, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So, uh, the sort of thing that, you know, is more difficult with out-of-the-box. Out-of-the-box, yeah. uh, you still... Uh, you know, you need to open up things. is more is harder. Uh, we have health insurance companies. Uh, for instance, one of them is managing all the interactions with all the customers through their multi-channel contact center and branches. They have branches and contact center, mm-hmm. and every, every time a customer goes in or phones, mm-hmm. everything goes through the uh, dialogues and processes that we manage, mm-hmm. uh, both for front office and back office processes. Uh, and our re- well, recent win, very recent win, was like last week, mm-hmm. <laughs> is an Irish Irish government agency. Mm-hmm. This was a hectic two-year public tender. Wow. We had to do pilots, POCs, mm-hmm, uh, 500-page RFPs, and proof, ev- proof everything. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that one, uh, the idea is to implement in, in a fully digital transformation of this organization and a base for other Irish uh, government agencies. Not, so it's the first. That's why the evaluation was so uh, concise. Mm-hmm. And that's for all their external, internal uh, processes, uh, with citizens, with providers. With, wow. You know, so that's a huge project mm-hmm, uh, that mm-hmm. is going to be uh, starting very soon. So it's, you know, any company, but as, as you notice, it's, they all have one thing in common is uh, they're not little things. These are, they're mm-hmm. all big projects. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it doesn't mean you can't start uh, small mm-hmm. and actually prove to yourself that this thing works. For that, we have... Uh, We've actually later on. I'll talk about it. We talk, uh, we're going to give away 25 user license uh, for free forever. What we call a community edition, nice. so people can you know 
get up to speed on it. You know, get up to speed, have a look, yep. make sure you know they can actually prove it to themselves. And mm -hmm, internally, mm -hmm. sometimes you have to make an internal sale mm -hmm. within your organization to prove, hey, we, we're going to need this because look what we've done with it. Yeah. Uh, so with no cost. It's good. It's good. Listen, tell me, tell me when people come to you and they say, and it's interesting because I'm going to talk about Power Automate and and then Agile XRM from a business process management point of view. And Stephen Siciliano, who heads up Power Automate inside Microsoft, I asked him this question on a podcast some time ago. I said, is Power Automate a BPM tool? And he goes, no, it's it's definitely not. And I talk, and you talked about automating systems and, 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 and connections and things. How do you explain the difference between Power Automate and business process management? Well, that's actually quite interesting that now Microsoft says no, because until <laughs> recently, let's say, um, they, be, they always said that, you know, you can do BPM with out of the box. So at the beginning we had, you know, workflow foundation. Mm -hmm, you can mm -hmm, use that to mm -hmm. set, you know, to create your BPM. Um, but it's not BPM, now, it, it's, it's automation, right? Yeah, as, in, exactly. as in Windows Workflow Foundation, yes, you could yeah, automate the, things, but I, I would never the, have correct. considered it a BPM. Yeah, but the, 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 the messaging, let's say, the marketing people, let's say, at mm -hmm, least, mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't say the technical people, but marketing people did confuse the market saying, why do I need a BPM product? Because I already can do it, you know, build it with, uh, mm -hmm, with all the out-of-the-box stuff. Mm -hmm. Now I think they're being uh, uh, much more uh, transparent about it and, uh, you know, it, it does what it does very mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We've bet our lives and livelihoods and businesses on it in the mm -hmm. hands and we add value to where we think, you know, value is needed. When when it's not needed, you don't need your our product. When it's needed, you know, we can we can help. And uh, so what's, what's you know, what, what can you do with Power Automate and what can you do with uh, Agile XRM? Uh, Power Automate is, you know, uh, if, you know, the flows that you create, which has you know two parts to it. There's the desktop automation mm -hmm, and there's, mm -hmm. there's the you know cloud flows. Yes. Um, the, the RPA is obviously clear. RPA is what it is. It yes. Simulates what the user would have done, uh, and you know we do, you know we don't compete or anything anyway with mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, in some clients, they definitely need RPA because the systems that they have, their legacy. There's no way mm -hmm. to do API with that, or you know. The moving things, things around that, you know, it's just manual and RPA just comes in perfect with that. Um, and the flow part, they have, you know, like, I don't know, 615 or something like connectors to other mm -hmm, systems. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We don't pretend to compete with that in any way. Uh, so connect si different systems of, you know, uh, together is perfect. Now, but, you know, connecting systems and moving data around, around them is not the same as end to end business process. Yeah. For me, the end-to-end -end business process has to be something that a business user understands. Now, if you put a, a flow that you've done, a cloud flow uh, definition that is on the screen, mm -hmm. and you somehow get that on paper and put it in front of a user, business user, would they understand it? That's the first question. Mm -hmm. mm, probably not, because mm. uh, you know, it's too technical or it's too sequential. This all goes down, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when even even when you branch, you open another box, and in the box you have another box, and in the box you have another box, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that is not understandable. What do they understand? Usually, visual diagrams. You draw a visual diagram, 
you have a start point, uh, first step, then this goes to here, then to the other person. Then you have your swim lanes. You say, yes. you know, you go to this department, that department, the different functions. And the business user says, oh, okay, I understand that. I want this implemented. Mm -hmm. What happens? Mm -hmm. People take that visual diagram and try to interpret it and implement it with some tools that they have. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, when is the next time the business user going to see that diagram? Probably never. Yeah. <laughs> now, what we've done is we said, okay, what's the best tool to model your business processes? Well, we think it's Visio, Microsoft Visio, there's mm -hmm. no doubt. Mm -hmm. So we've extended Microsoft Visio so that not only you model that business user understandable process, mm -hmm. you actually configure it also from there. Wow. Okay. Low code, no code. Mm -hmm. Actually, mostly mm -hmm. no code. But anyway, uh, there, there are possibilities to add code sometimes yes. when it's necessary. And anyway, so you get that diagram, everybody understands it. And when you model it and you execute, you see it again at execution time within Dynamics Dataverse. Mm -hmm. You see it again, where you are in the process, who has the task, where is it stuck or where it errored out for whatever, because, you know, you made some call, some system mm -hmm. and, you know, you have to fix it. Everything is, you know, uh, what we call WYSIWYG. Yeah. What you what you got, what you see, what you get. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. There's no interpretation and it's all in your face. <laughs> so uh, there are other things that are important is, uh, we said the management part is how you, the people obviously have the permissions, can go to that diagram and with the clicks, they mm -hmm. can actually take action. Like, you know, maybe you want to suspend uh, or resume a process, mm -hmm. whatever reason. Um, with your SLAs uh, being correctly calculated, uh, then maybe you want to jump from one step to another. Uh, sometimes it happens. Uh, the boss calls and says, for this particular client, uh, forget about these steps in the middle for this client, you know, go directly to that step. Mm -hmm. you, can actually, you, know, you can actually jump in the process to that step. Or, uh, as I said, the conditions change, the requirements change, and you want to be able to migrate that process to a different version, and it's running. Okay, our product allows you to do that. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that's uh, these are the kind of things that uh, BPM allows you to do that yeah. obviously you won't get. Versioning, we talked about, you know, uh, you know versioning is very important. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you have a version of a process, maybe, you know, from, especially in courts of, you know, in, in legal stuff, mm -hmm. a law may apply apart, you know, from a certain date. Yes. So, but anything that started before that date should follow the old law. Mm -hmm. So you can have different versions of the same process mm -hmm. uh, being executed at the same time. Wow! So it's very good. You know, that's uh, tell me about. I, I like. I I've, we've talked about business process management, and and I was going to ask you. You know, how do you visualize this? And and you know, you've talked about Microsoft Visio is the modeling visualization layer, and you know the the connection into Agile XRM. Tell me because I know another component and. Back in past versions of, of Dynamics CRM, we used to have dialogues. It was very rudimentary. It fitted a purpose, but they were phased out. But some organizations need a follow-the-bouncing-ball dialogue for their staff. You talked about call centers, great example. But tell us about dialogues, because that's another key component of Agile XRM. Yeah, that's key, and it's actually unique. There's When we talked about other BPM products, None of them have this functionality of dialogues. Mm -hmm. uh, dialogues, for those who maybe were not uh, familiar with uh, the deprecated CRM function dialogues, was a set of questions and answers that you could, you know, configure. You say, okay, I, I put a question in front of the user. 
and the possible answers. And based on the answer, then I, you know, go to the next question or take some action in CRM or, and you know, that, that, that's what it used to do. And for simple things, it was, you know, very, very useful. Now, uh, dialogues to be able to be usable by anyone, not just, you know, users inside the company, mm-hmm. also, uh, you know, people outside the company and also not only uh, using data from CRM or Dataverse, but also extended to data outside because uh, you know, data usually comes up from many systems. Mm-hmm. Um, then Dialogues allows you to, using that Visio, again, create pages. Mm-hmm. So each page can have multiple uh, controls mm-hmm. uh, and logic in them. And based on the answers, then you go to the next page and in between you can have any set of uh, actions or system uh, steps mm-hmm. that do things mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, update things, read things, et cetera, et cetera. So the Azure Dialogues has to be seen to be believed because mm-hmm. it's extremely powerful and we would like, uh, you know, to be able to prove it to, to people by, by our, what we call a free POC that uh, we offer on our website. You know, so pe- people can yeah. fill one of our dialogues online. Yeah. And so it's just like a qualification dialogue. And then we contact them and we build for them process and a dialogue to actually see what that means for them. Yeah. This is, this so is, dialogues are very, very important uh, component that uh, is included in the product. Yeah, I definitely know, and men, I, I particularly comes to mind a process, um, a project, sorry, that I was on at a university, and and we needed to update multiple tables in Dataverse. We'll call it Dataverse because the current name. And that meant they had to open up multiple records, right, to do this process. And by putting the dialogue layer over the top, the user capturing the data had the single user experience. And of course, behind the scenes, it updated all the areas that needed needed that. So it's so important. Just in, in uh, you've mentioned that people can go and experience this. We're going to get all those links and put them in the show notes. So people can just click through you and check them out now in the show notes. They'll be there for you. But where can people find out more information about Agile XRM? Again, on our site. At the end, we've tried to create a product which is simple to understand mm-hmm. and simple to use. Okay, Because mm-hmm. the whole idea of extending the capabilities of creating apps to the citizen developer, which was, is one of the main mm-hmm. objectives of the Power Platform, uh, we feel that we add huge value in that, in that aspect. Meaning that not maybe everybody is savvy enough to do Power Automate, for instance. Mm, 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 it's you, know, you, you still have to understand a bit of uh, techno stuff. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, we've simplified our, our you know, uh, let's say, developer or what we call a modeler experience mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that, you know, people with uh, less technical knowledge can also create, you know, amazing uh, apps. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're, you're not going to need in a major project technical people mm-hmm. somebody has to do your data modeling somebody mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. to define your security you know if, if you citizen developers usually don't care about those parts but those are very important totally. uh, you know, <laughs> parts that make things work but at least you know uh, very quickly we can create things and put it in the hands of the business or what we call a citizen developer mm-hmm. and they can maintain it that, that is also important i one of your other podcasts i heard that you know the, the waterfall world of doing things is gone or mm-hmm, at least mm-hmm. it should yeah. have disappeared mm-hmm. and everybody doing th- wants to quick results put it in front of users get feedback and change it and you know very quickly get to a workable app and see results from you know very early on not mm-hmm. wait two years mm-hmm. to get something that probably is out of date by the time you get it so yes we think we enable more people to become productive in the low code world 
I like it. I like it. Just as we wrap up, you mentioned a community edition um, of Agile XRM. Can you tell me more about that? Well, competition is a fully functional our product. is fully functional. It's limited in two ways, obviously. You have mm-hmm. to limit it giving it away for free. Yes. It's 25 users. Okay, so up to 25 users is free. And then it's a single server. Mm-hmm. Meaning that you want high availability, then you have to purchase the product. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Or, or you want because uh, we have different types of licensing, uh, like core based licensing, name user licensing, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. consumption mm-hmm. Uh, licensing. Those kind of licensing, depending on the size and the usage of the of the, your processes, could be one or the other licensing type. Uh, but you can move very easily and quite economically from the community edition to any of these. Uh, licensing options. Excellent. Uh, we, whenever we've gone into a competition with other people, we've never lost on price. Let's put it this way. We are very, very economic because, as I say, we want this thing to be extended. Yes. It's true that until this year, we've been quite a few years in business. We haven't done any marketing except, you know, those events that we went to in the US. And, you know, we, we don't have a salesperson in the company. <laughs> just, just, mm-hmm. just to, uh, it's been word of mouth. It's been, mm-hmm. uh, CIOs talking to each other. Every single customer has called us. And then we've come in or been, we've been invited to, you know, public yeah. tenders or et cetera. Yeah. This year we've decided we want to get the word out. We want to, you know, people to know this and what mm-hmm. better way to, you know, give, give away the a version of product they can actually use. I like it. Um, so fantastic. Fantastic. Well, we'll make sure we include all the links in the show notes. Masood, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I'm so pleased you're a supporter. I'm a big believer in this product, and and uh, I know that my organization intends to distribute to many of our customers that we feel need this level of business process management. Thanks. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 Guy. If there's a guest you'd like to see on the show, please message me on LinkedIn. If you want to be a supporter of the show, please check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365 Guy. Stay safe out there and shoot for the stars.